with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. Two weeks after I had become a pastor of my first church, I woke up one night and I felt like there was a weight sitting on my chest. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't speak. And I believed that, that there was a demon on me. Some of you are thinking, Pastor, you have utterly lost your mind. But it was very real. And in my mind, I did what I knew to do. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, because I couldn't speak. I, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave right now. Immediately, I, whatever it was, left. I was sitting there with my heart beating a mile a minute and uh, just kind of shocked at what had taken place. Well, a few years later, I began to read a book by Neil Anderson, uh, and he began to describe the very experience that I had that other people had had and some other things as well. And he said when he would talk about these things at meetings where he went to speak, people would inevitably come up to him afterwards and say, that happened to me. I thought I was the only one. And uh, there is a very real battle that is going on. Scripture tells us that the demoniac had a whole legion of demons within him. But when Jesus came, Jesus stood before him and uh, the demons within him began to beg that Jesus wouldn't send them to the pit. They were crying out in fear. And then with one word, Jesus spoke. And every one of those demons left and went into a herd of pigeons. You've heard the story. Can I tell you, that's the power of our Savior. One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that includes the devil. And his evil forces. They have no power against our Savior. And I, I wonder sometimes if that experience that happened, maybe God just wanted me to see the amazing authority that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. And so he allowed that episode in my life. We need Christ. We need his power uh, in this struggle against the evil one. And so Peter is writing. Uh, to the group of people who've been going through quite a bit of suffering. And he wants them to understand that they are, it's not just physical suffering that they're facing, there is a spiritual struggle. Paul said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Peter here is saying, We are in a spiritual struggle. And so uh, we need to use the tools that God has given us to find victory in these battles that we face. Uh, the title of my message is Responding to the Enemy's Attacks. Responding to the Enemy's Attacks. Um, and, and look with me at 1 Peter 5 and verse 5. In the same way, you younger men, be subject to the elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your care on him, because he cares about you. 
Be serious. Be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone who can devour him. Resist him to be firm in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. Now, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. The dominion belongs to him forever. Amen. I've written you this brief letter to Sylvanus. I know him to be a faithful brother to encourage you and to testify that this is the true grace of God. Take your stand in it. Responding to the enemy's attacks. How do we respond? There are several tools that God has given us. The first one is we pray to God. You say, preacher, that sounds real simple. What well, is real simple? But it's also really powerful. Uh, he begins by speaking about humility, submitting to authority. And, and, and he says, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Did you know the attitude of genuine prayer toward God is an attitude of humility? Prayer is basically the expression of my dependence upon God. Uh, when we have a spirit of pride and we have a spirit of self-sufficiency, we open ourselves up to the attack of the enemy. When we resist authority and have a rebellious spirit, we open ourselves up to the attack of the enemy. Samuel told Saul to obey is better than sacrifice. And he says, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It's like opening yourself up to demonic attack. So he begins with this discussion about humility, and he says, I want you to recognize that you are dependent upon God, and I want you to cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Another scripture says uh, that we are to pray in the Spirit. We're to let the Holy Spirit lead us in our prayers. Did you know there is a battle going on for our children? There is a battle going on for your soul. Not necessarily if you're a child of God, you can't lose your salvation. But the devil wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you need to uh, pray as God leads you and pray for your family and pray for your church and pray for your personal life that God will give you strength. You remember uh, in the Lord's prayer, God says, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the original, it can also be translated the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. That is something that should be a prayer of our life each day that we live, because our enemy wants to destroy us. Uh, so we need to pray to God. Uh, I heard a story uh, when a pastor friend in Texas was sharing with me, and there were two men in his church that he respected and loved, and somehow they had gotten into an argument with each other and uh, were holding a grudge against each other. And it was causing problems in the church, and it was, it was difficult. Uh, and the pastor and several others had begun to pray for these two men. And uh, ultimately, they had a revival service, and these two men came to the altar uh, confessed their sin to God and then went to each other and mended and restored that relationship. And God brought revival to the church. How did it happen? It happened through prayer. You see, God's people saw what was taking place.
taking place in the lives of these two men. And they said, this is not good for their spiritual life. It's not good for our church. We're going to pray for God to intervene in this situation and work these things out. Uh, and so uh, praying is so important. Be, be alert to the things around you and lift those things up to God in prayer. Be regularly, daily in prayer. That's a great weapon. Uh, so how do we overcome? How do we respond to the evil one? First of all, pray to God in humility and submission. Then secondly, watch for attacks. Look at verse 8. He says, be serious, be alert, literally be sober, be awake, be uh, with it, you know? Uh, have you ever seen your kids when they first get up in the morning? And pray, I do. They're not alert, you know. Sometimes I, well, I, I come up to, uh, to Megan, she's not a morning person, said, I understand that, I'm, I'm with her. But uh, I'll come up behind Megan, she doesn't even see me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're the opposite of alert. But what he's saying is be awake, be fully awake, be alert. One day I was I was sitting, I was in my chair, and I was watching television. <laughs> I had dozed off. You know, and it can be pretty embarrassing when you doze off in your chair because you usually your mouth hangs open. <laughs> and I woke up to find one of my kids standing there with their phone getting in the I said, put that away. Be alert. Be awake. Why? Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Now, be aware that we are in a spiritual battle. Some people think, well, I can just come to church and relax and things will take care of themselves in my spiritual life. Do you think that? You're going to be surprised. The enemy has a target on your chest. And the more that you do for God, the more a target will be on your chest. The enemy hates God's purpose. He hates God's people. And he is prowling around looking for a chink in your armor so that he can utterly destroy you. You say, boy, you're being encouraging today, Pastor. Well, it's true. It's, it, it's true. The enemy, but here's this. The Bible says greater secret is in us than he that is in the world. You see, you need to keep your eyes open. Why? Because when you keep your eyes open, you recognize when the threat is coming and you can take action. Uh, in another place, Scripture says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and of God. The weapons of our warfare. Uh, and so when you notice what's going on, when you're alert, then you can take those spiritual weapons. You can take the Word of God, and you can quote the Word of God. Or you can take prayer. Or you can say, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave this place. And, but you're using these spiritual weapons. To overcome the evil one. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But if you are blissfully ignorant. You ever wish you could be blissfully ignorant of something? I have. Boy, I wish I didn't know that. And, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, in spiritual matters, you don't need to be blissfully ignorant. You need to be alert so that you can bring the bear to the battle. The thing.
things that God wants to do. Now, uh, be alert to what's happening with your kids. If you see a change in their attitude or a change in their character, be alert. And the, the enemy might be up to something. Be alert to that to that spouse as you as you may see a change going on, and, and you, that's a cue to intercede, to pray, and to ask God, Lord, how can I cooperate with you in your purpose in this person's life? Uh, be alert to that person in your Sunday school class or in our church. Be alert to that person at work that you know that's a Christian that may not even be a part of this church, but they're a part of the body of Christ. And you begin to see some things in their life and you wonder, is the enemy at work? Be alert. Be alert to your own heart and what's going on there. Because I want to tell you something, it can be sudden. We begin to drift from God. Be alert when the, when the fellowship that you used to have with God is what it once was. Be alert when you see yourself being tempted and drawn into things that you used to be drawn into that you like you've gotten victory over. And now you're beginning to be tempted again. Yes, be alert. The enemy may be up to something in your life. Take that to God in prayer. And, and ask God to reveal anything that's wrong in your life. And then confess that to God. Ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to live through you so that you can have victory. You need to be alert. Be alert. So, uh, first of all, pray to God. Secondly, watch for attacks. Thirdly, resist the enemy. Verse 9 says, resist him and be firm in the faith. That word firm can also be translated be stubborn. Some of you were waiting all week to hear that, right? The preacher said that God's word commands me to be stubborn. Okay, stubborn in your relationship with the devil. That's a good thing, right? Not stubborn in relationship with other people, but stubborn against the devil. God says, I want you to be stubborn. I want you to be firm in your faith and, and to stand and resist the enemy. You can, by the power of God, stand against the enemy. Did you know there will be days when the enemy won't just attack you once? Matter of fact, I've had to addressed him several times in my quiet time in one day. And then maybe during, maybe later on that day I have to, have to uh, speak again and say, God, protect my heart, protect my mind. Uh, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave this place. I've had to do it multiple times. Why? Because I think the devil's got a strategy, right? He doesn't quit. And so you need to resist him firm, stubborn in the faith. Do you believe that God has the best for you? That God cares for you, loves you, and wants the best for your life? Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Let me tell you what the devil wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that God wants to rob you of life. And a lot of people out there are saying that. It's, it's untrue. Uh, the devil wants you to believe a lie and follow him in temptation into sin. The devil wants you to give up in your walk with God. But you don't need to give up. You know, the scripture says, I've seen a righteous man fall seven times, but the Lord will lift him up. Isn't that an encouragement? Listen, you may have failed. Don't let the enemy convince you to quit. You stand firm. 
in your faith. You don't quit. You set your jaw by the power of the Holy Spirit to get through yourself. But you set your jaw and you say, I will trust Christ. And you resist the devil. What does the Bible say? Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Season sometimes of resisting is a season of time in your life. Maybe it uh, seems like I, I, sometimes I'll have five, ten minutes where there's a struggle. And I'll be resisting the devil. And then he flees. See, he can't touch you without God's permission. And when God gives you permission to touch you, it's for his purpose. So, um, resist the enemies. Be strong in your faith. How do you have this strength? It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. You remember Peter? He denied Jesus three times. He was anything but stubborn in his faith. He he, matter of fact, one of the Gospels records that one of the three times that he denied Jesus. It was a young girl that came up to him. That's pretty bad when you're intimidated by a young girl, isn't it? Big old tough fisherman, Peter. He was a strong man's man. The little girl comes up to him and says, Hey, I thought I saw you with Jesus. And he denied it. Right? You can't stand in your own strength, but as the Holy Spirit of God, as you, as you keep your sin confessed and you ask the Holy Spirit of God to fill you and live through you, you can stand against. And Peter, in one place, he makes a confession. Jesus says, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You see, as Peter spoke for God, as Peter walked in God's strength, there was nothing that could stand against the power of God. So, make sure you're, each day, you're inviting, and you're asking God, Lord, Fill me with your spirit and Holy Spirit live through me so that God will live through you the life of victory and resist the enemy through you. So what are these things? How do we resist the enemy and have victory? First of all, pray to God. Secondly, watch for attacks. Thirdly, resist the enemy. Fourthly, hope in God. This is one of my favorites here. Hope in God. Did you know that the devil can be God's errand boy? That is the devil, yes, he wants to destroy you, but there will be times where God will allow the devil to send something your way. You remember the Apostle Paul? He says, the thorn in the flesh, he, he doesn't tell us what it is. But something from the devil was sent his way. Three times he asked God to remove it. God tells him, no, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected. You see, what God is saying to Paul is, yes, this comes from the enemy, but I'm going to tell you something. He's just my enemy. I'm allowing this in your life because I want my power to rest upon you. And I'm going to use you in a profound way. Look at what he says in verse 10. What God does, even through the enemy's work sometimes in our life. Verse 10. Now, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, support you. He'll, he'll make your life like a foundation. He'll support you. He'll strengthen you. 
He'll supply what you need, equip you with what you need. These are the ideas these Greek words have. And, and the Bible says that God will accomplish His purpose in your life when the suffering comes. You can hope in God. Guess what? God's got a reason for the trouble you're going through. The Bible says suffering only comes if it's necessary. You may never know the reason why you're here. But God, nonetheless, is working His purpose in your life. But hope doesn't just stop there. You've heard that phrase, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's true, there tend to be seasons of our lives and then joy and refreshment comes from the Lord. Seasons of refreshing from the Lord. But there's a great season of refreshment that's still to come. No matter how difficult the struggle, no matter how hard your life may seem, there will come a day where God will tell His Son, go get your And the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise. We rely on the name because he has been raised, neither will we live. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And there'll be no more struggle in any more. I love the, the scripture in the book of Revelation that says uh, during the events of the tribulation period that the devil will go out in great fury. He'd be, he's barred access to, from speaking to God anymore. And he says he'll go out in great fury because he knows his time short. You see, God has the devil's days numbered. And one day, he's going to send an angel who will throw us into the lake of fire that burns forever. His days are numbered, and he knows it. We are a living thing. Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Hope with God. Sometimes we, we lose perspective in the middle of a trial. But lift up your eyes and hope. Confidently expect the promises of God to come about in your life. He will work His purpose in your life and you will see His victory. So how do you overcome the attacks of the enemy? Well, uh, you need to pray to God. You need to watch for attacks. Resist the enemy and hope in God. As you do, You're here today, you don't know Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, uh, you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You, right now, if you don't know Christ, are in the devil's kingdom. You say, Well, I didn't sign up for that. And you don't have to. You are by default. The devil has access to your life. But the Bible says that when you put your trust in Jesus, when you choose to turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus, that God transfers you from the kingdom of darkness the kingdom of light, and the devil no longer has any rule over your life. You can accept the free gift of salvation in God's eternal life this morning, and God will transfer you to his kingdom, and Jesus Christ will be your Lord. Uh, if you'd like to do that this morning, Jesus died to pay the price for your sin, and he rose again. That's how you can receive the gift of eternal life. I encourage you to do that. If you're here today and you're a Christian, uh, and, and maybe the devil's been eating your lunch. Maybe you just want to come to this altar and pray. If you'd like to, to come here, I'll be here at the front. I'll be happy to pray with you. Um, maybe you just need to commit to that regular time, daily time in prayer with God. Time in His Word so that you'll have your weapon sharpened, right? You, you'll be ready 
for the battle that comes. Uh, maybe you need to say, you know, I have not been alert to what's going on in my life. And just, just work up this heart and say, Lord, help me be alert to this, what's going on spiritually. Give me discernment to know when to pray and how to pray so that I can have victory, so that I can help others have victory. Whatever God would be leading you to do, I want to invite you to come. Maybe there's somebody that needs to follow the word and believers' baptism or God has led you to this church. You feel like you belong here and you sense that in your spirit. You need to make that official. I want to invite you to come and do that. Whatever God's laid upon your heart, will you respond to him uh, in a moment after we pray? Father, look, we ask you to have your will in your way in this time. Thank you that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And Father, we ask that you help us and teach us how to pray and how to resist the devil and how to be alert and uh, how to hope in you the way you desire, Father. Just uh, teach us, grow us, strengthen us.